the Fright Club. First rule of Fright Club, you do talk about Fright Club. Welcome, we are back at our home away from home, Gateway Film Center Yay. in Columbus, Ohio. Fright Club Live on Friday the 13th, That's which is right. super cool for a couple of reasons. Number one, it's Friday the 13th. And second, all you beautiful people have chosen to come here and not the Taylor Swift movie. So <laughs> thank you so much. Some people aren't afraid to open the same night as Taylor Swift. That's right. While, while there are like a bunch of sold out theaters over there, but that's all right. <laughs> we're going to do our thing and we're going to talk about Backwoods Messiahs tonight and uh, watch one of the best ones that maybe has slipped through the cracks for a lot of people. And it's only been out for, what, a few years? Yeah, like two years, I think. Yeah, so so that's going to be good. Welcome. We got a lot, as you might imagine. If I didn't say, she is Hope Madden. He's George Wolf. And she, one of us is wearing a cool Blackula dress. Thanks. Very nice. Very nice. I got the Jaws t-shirt, though, right. so I'm representing. Um, but uh, last time out, we talked about the best dinner scenes in horror. And, and George we, sang dinner song. I sang the dinner song. Does anybody remember the dinner song from that movie, The Change Up? Anyone at all? No, no. one here likes that movie Okay, either. no one does. I love it. I think it's hysterical. Jason Bateman sings the dinner song. Uh, I won't do it, but I did it in the podcast. Anyway, there, we got a lot of great comments because there were some dinner scenes and horror movies that we totally missed on. So here's Whiffed. the thing. Here's what I want to point out. There are millions uh, yeah. of really great options, which is not not like any excuse for us to have missed. Let's just start at the top of the list. Pan's Labyrinth. I yeah. don't I don't know how. I don't know how we forgot to mention Pan's Labyrinth. Good one. But the others are even more specific to me. Um, I actually, uh, Dustin said he assumed that I had been replaced with a pod person because <laughs> there was no mention of the loved ones, which is pretty accurate. I don't remember the last time I had the opportunity to mention the loved ones, and I didn't. I so think this would be the first time. This might be the first time ever, yeah. yeah. And then the others, uh, and I think it was Maddie who pointed out, so first of all, again, to me specifically, Calvair. And oh. Calvair has a number of very pivotal <laughs> dinner scenes that I could have mentioned and did not. And then the big one, Get Out. Oh, yeah. Get Out. Get Out. That is, that is when you know that the brother has something really wrong with them. That's when you start to think to yourselves, yeah, so, something super wrong afoot at this. Yeah, at that's, this uh, that's a good one. Party. So yeah. those, are some, those are some big ones that we whiffed on. We did whiff. But we still had a good list, though. We did have a good list. Those were some good dinners. Good, horrific dinners. So thank you for all the, uh, the feedback on that. We appreciate it, as always. We, you know, we can usually be counted on to miss one or two. <laughs> I think that time we missed maybe more than, yeah. than usual. More than usual. Right. More it than means usual. you've got a good topic. That's you what it means. tapped into a good topic. And, and thanks again to Maddie, who's not here tonight, but Maddie gave us that topic. So she that's a good one. She did give us that topic. She's See, in Salem right now. A lot of great ideas are floating around the Fright Club podcast group that's on right. Facebook. That's right. So that's my way to say if you're not... In it, come join it. We'd love but to have you But real quick, in though, I want to, friends who couldn't make it today, so mm -hmm. Maddie is in Salem, mm -hmm. uh, presumably learning to become a witch. <laughs> um, Alexander is in Spain, mm -hmm. drinking sangria properly. Uh, Seth, uh, our beloved Seth. Under the weather. under the weather. We all miss Seth. But I also want to say, welcome back to a couple people who haven't been here for a while. Mason and Ben, so yeah. happy to welcome see you back. guys. Been Thanks for coming. And anybody uh, new here tonight, welcome. We hope you, you'll hope you'll make it a habit. Welcome. It is the 
second when that's the old days that's right. second friday now of every month we do it here live at gateway film center and of course while we're on the topic of gateway we've got two weeks to go until nightmares film festival right here at gateway film center man it's so great we cannot wait there's so many great films we Fe want to point feature out film short films there are two filmmakers in attendance so one Tyrone, our beloved Tyrone. Tyrone Russell. He has a film that is playing in Nightmares Film Festival. And at the beginning of the show tonight, we're going to start, we're going to open with a short film, Met Imorphosis, from Jonathan Riles. His he's here. Thank you for coming. And this film played at Gateway last year, Nightmares last year, and he is involved in another film that is playing this year. Yep. So we got some celebrities with us yeah, tonight. Yeah, it's really cool. We just started doing this. We've, we've been doing the, this podcast now for years, but we finally got the good idea to show some short films yes. in front of the features, especially by these great local filmmakers. So thank you thank for you. letting us do that, and we're excited to do that. But we've got five backwoods messiahs to talk about and that's a great topic i just love those two words together just yeah. make me feel creepy like <laughs> something bad is going down mm -hmm. we're in the backwoods and there's a false messiah and whoo it's gonna get nuts gonna get nuts before we get to that so there were a number of months where uh, you may recall i had trouble with the tech and what i had wanted to show you a number of times is the newer trailer for Obstacle Corpse, which, by the way, is, of course, on Prime right now, on Voodoo right now, will be on Tubi shortly, and uh, we have Blu-ray uh, announcement coming up. Right. But if, I, if you didn't know, that's our film. Hope uh, wrote and directed it, and I produced it, and I have a small part in it, and it was filmed here in Ohio and around Columbus, and we, we, we've shown it at a few festivals, but as you said, it's now streaming. Including Nightmares. Including Nightmares, yep. yeah. And it, you can now uh, see it on, like you just said, on uh, on the streaming services. But we've got a better, it's kind of a spoiler-filled trailer. Yeah, it's kind but of spoiler But hopefully, filled. if you haven't seen it, it makes you want to see it. Yep. The course will be good for you. You can prove your worth. It's an obstacle course, Dad, not the apocalypse. We need to know that you can contribute to this family. The toughest, bloodiest, most dangerous 12 miles on the planet at the Guts and Glory race. Oh, death! You maybe it won't even be that bad. Nobody calls something a race of death if it isn't that bad. Well, we signed that waiver, but I doubt they actually want us to die. No, no, no! You have to help me. My friend was chased into the woods by some maniac. So another athlete's trying to kill your partner. That's the whole point? They just brought us here to kill us? It's time to burn this to the ground. I want everyone dead. I hope they have monkey bars. I'm so good at monkey bars. <laughs> now, originally, thank you. Originally, that, that uh, trailer was, our distributor had that trailer made. And originally, when we saw it, we're like, holy crap, there's so many spoilers. There's so many kill giveaways in this. But then, you know, like, well, hopefully it makes people want to see the movie. That's and right. I, I do like it. It's a good yeah, trailer. It's a fun trailer. Yeah. So check it out if you haven't. Streaming yeah, if you now. haven't, try, check it out. That is Obstacle Corpse. Okay, uh, on to business because we've got a movie to show. So we've got to get these through these five. Five backwoods. Oh, you want to quickly mention the ones that almost made the list? Yes, because some of them are going to probably be annoying to people that they didn't make the list. The one that's going to be annoying to people that you maybe are, are planning to see on here is Children of the Corn. I know. You would think. I thought. Turns out, no, it got squeezed out of the number five position. Another one that I enjoy that I kind of recommend is Apostle. That's a fun one that didn't quite make it. And then another one that I enjoy, and you may not, I Drink Your Blood, 
Uh, there's a backwoods messiah. There's satanic hippies. There's rabies that is uh, squeezed into meat pies. If that sounds like it's up your alley, obviously it's from the 70s. <laughs> but I very yeah. much enjoyed it. So well, those are the three that, uh, well, they really didn't almost make it, but they were in the conversation. In the team picture. They were in the team picture. Just didn't make the finals. Okay, so the ones that did, we got five. So number five is from 2014. Oh, our buddy's in this one. It's a news team, trails a man as he travels into the world of Eden Parish to find his missing sister, where it becomes apparent that this paradise may not be as it seems. It's the sacrament. Welcome to Eden Parish. You guys built all this? Father had a vision, and we built heaven here on Earth. You don't know what's going on here. This place is not what it seems. Aren't those the guides? What are they doing with guns? We can't let them go back to New York. This is the last sacrifice. Take it. Now, even if you've never seen this movie just one look at the trailer and you you realize well i guess if you're of a certain age you know this was based on the uh johnstown uh guyana massacre mm -hmm. um that's pretty clear and it was <laughs> it was actually financed without a finished script which is you know probably not the first film to to go down that route but it does feature joe swanberg who was nice enough to screen our movie, Obstacle Corpse, at his secret theater in Chicago a few yeah, months back. analog video. He was the nicest video. man in the whole world. He was so incredibly, great. insanely kind to us. And his, uh, his analog video is, is, it used to be uh, a mortuary. So that's perfect. And so eventually, as we were all drinking like 50 cent beers out of his open up the refrigerator, like dorm fridge, he goes, you guys want to see the basement? <laughs> we're like, so yes, yes. So it's that's freaky. not why the movie made the list. No, um, it's because so it's Ty West, who, of course, I think I mean, for me, really leapt up a notch when he came out with X and then Pearl. And oh, I think yeah. we're all super excited to see Maxine. You know, I think that those films showed um, sh showed some huge growth for him as a filmmaker. But this was the this was really um a change of pace for him, like kind of a departure for him. He had done a lot of supernatural stuff before this. It's very creepy, you know? Uh, so it's A.J. Bowen along with Swanberg, and they they are in a lot of films together, those guys. Yeah. And then, of course, Gene Jones. Gene Jones. I wonder what quarter he has in his pocket right now. <laughs> I always think of him in No Country for Old Men every time yeah. I see him. But uh, he is he is really compelling in this movie. And I think that it does a great job of ratcheting up tensions. These people think they're going to go in, they're going to film this, they're kind of feeling very smug about it. And that's not that uncommon of a trope. But the way the things shift and turn mm -hmm. and they realize that they are prey, it's actually, I find, very affecting. Yeah, very effective and, and very creepy. And he makes, yeah, Gene Jones, coincidentally, playing basically Jim Jones. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, he's a great character actor. And he he um, he cuts that that perfect figure of you think at first that he's he's not a menace. Right. And Very then you paternal. realize the kind of power that he holds yeah. over, over these people. And, yeah, you're in trouble. So that is The Sacrament, uh, number five from 2014 on our list of Backwoods Messiahs. And we'll go up to 2013 uh, for this is one. When she learns a supernatural pit worshipped by her remote community in the woods has demanded her as a blood sacrifice, Ada struggles to find a way to survive while the pit lashes out in anger. Jugface. The pit has spoken. It is an honor to be chosen to 
be with it in this world. You know that. But without the blood, the waters, the pit would heal no one. It's like... The pit wants what it wants. The pit wants what it wants. Love that. One of the things that jumped out at me right away with this from this movie is that it's got a couple of alums from The Woman, which is one of my all-time favorite movies, uh, and uh, Sean Bridgers and Laura Ashley Carter. She's the lead in the film, and she's, you know, it's this sort of, it's this backwoods cult, and she plays somebody who's been doing some shit she ought not to be doing with her brother. And uh, she's been promised to somebody else, and her mom, who is played by Sean Young, yeah, she's the one who says the pit wants what it wants, and it's a great, it's a great role for her. Actually, she's really unforgiving, and and she does a great job with it. But the pit, through Sean Bridgers, who's blind, sort of uh, telepathically points out what member of the community needs to be thrown into the pit, and he makes these uh, vases with their face on it, well, a jug face. That's what he does, a yeah. jug with a face on it. It's a fascinating movie, and it's incredibly well made. And one of the things I really liked about it is that the characters all have, like, uh, complicated relationships with each other, whereas opposed to a lot of times, especially incest sort of flavored horror films, they're very superficial and one-dimensional. But everybody... Uh, has you know they're all very nuanced the way they're developed the performances are great and it's it's a it's an interesting new idea mm -hmm. this pit thing that kind of you know sends out vibes and people it's it's super creepy and I think really well developed for a very original idea yeah but at the same time it still has a basis in, in an idea sort of like even going back to the lottery mm -hmm. where people are chosen but this you have such a such a inventive way of telling who it is by uh, their faces on a jug. Yeah. yeah, it's very, very creepy, and a way to just, just take a twist on that idea. Also, we get uh, a Larry Fessenden. We do, who's, yes. Who's uh, always fun. So we got yeah. three sort of genre favorites in oh, there. Oh, for sure. That yeah. are always a, a treat to see. Yeah, this is one I think that's uh, slipped through the cracks for a, a lot of people, but it's one worth checking out. Uh, jug Face from 2013. That is number four. Oh, number three is the one we're going to see tonight, so we're not going to talk much about it. It's from 2019. In the thickness of the mountains, in an isolated community led by a preacher known as El Señor, a presumed new messiah is brought, unleashing a wave of violence and pain. Lose the flower of evil. As usual, we don't want to talk too much about the movie we're going to show. And as usual, I'm just curious how many of you may have seen this movie. <laughs> Nobody. I nice. I love when that happens. Yeah. Um, that is great. And I'm so excited. I have never seen it on a big screen. Well, I, I saw it on my laptop, right? I reviewed this a few years ago, and I remember the whole time being so angry that I was not watching it on a big screen. It's so gorgeous. So I'm incredibly excited to get to watch it with you on a big screen. Yeah, a couple things to mention. The director, a uh, writer-director, Juan Diego Escobar... Elzate has mentioned that he takes a lot of inspiration in this one from Yodorovsky, which is probably, you could probably tell that, 
from the trailer. And also, a lot of genre fans might think of there's another film called Just Lose. Lose, yeah. And originally is, that was the title of this, but to avoid confusion, they added uh, Lose the Tower, the uh, Flower of Evil to the title. So, yeah, not going to talk much, but as always, we want to hear from you after. Come on down and we'll get your reactions to it after it's over. But yeah, it's, it's just gorgeous and so, so appreciative of the chance to see it on the big screen here in just a few minutes. So that's number three, uh, Lose the Flower of Evil. Uh, moving up to number two, another very recent film. We've got a few uh, recent titles on this list, which is cool. Uh, this is from 2019. A girl born into an all-female cult led by a man in their compound begins to question his teachings and her own reality. It's the other lamb. Let us pray. My wives, you all came to me broken by cruel world. I took every one of you in. I sacrificed my life for you. I gave you daughters and sisterhood and life. Let us reflect on our blessings. Yes, yes. my shepherd. You think that because you haven't had your time yet, that makes you special. Prepare yourself, child. Our great shepherd won't be so sweet on you then. I'll be seeing you when the blood comes to you. <laughs> Rathy Cassidy is the lead in this movie and is magnificent, mm -hmm. absolutely magnificent. I love uh, a lot about this film and you know it's a it's this cult they're all they're all women it's not explained to us how that's possible and there's the one guy who's got the very jesusy look about him but you know right away it's this one dude deep in the forest with only girls most of them just about to get their first period that's kind of the point of the film like this is not right like this is way way wrong and it's a the movie is is incredibly well made and really angry and it really expresses that angry in the most beautiful and poetic way. It's visually stunning. It's a gorgeous movie. And it's such, I think, a very unique and, again, poetic approach to what could be a, a, a somewhat common story, especially in horror. And um, there's a journey that they go on, and the way that that parallels the, the lead character's arc, I think, is really beautiful. Not enough people saw this movie. Oh, yeah. If you have the opportunity, I, I couldn't recommend it more. I absolutely love this film. Yeah, Rafi Cassidy is great. You may have seen her also pop up in the last couple of years in White Noise. Mm -hmm. uh, she was in White Noise. Um, and this Killing is, of a Sacred Deer. Yeah, Killing of a Sacred Deer. The director is, whoo, that's a tough, Malgorzata Smumowska. And I'm sure I butchered that. <laughs> but it's worth mentioning because it's such a well-put-together film, well-written, and then the idea, the, the, the message... Is so well realized. Yeah, it, uh, it really is. It's, it's you're right. It's extremely well realized. Yeah. This sort of adolescent female anger is so so perfectly captured in this film. Because you're right. You you get the idea of what the what the aim is of this messiah. But even though you have a good idea, the way it plays out is right. still is still uh, effective. And it's, it's not infuriating. Like you, yeah. And and it's a film that I think really um, <laughs> like is a-okay with female anger. It's like, no, dude, be pissed <laughs> oh, about sure. this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, So And so in that way, I thought it was very refreshing and unusual. Very good. The Other Lamb from 2019, number two. All right, we've got a few minutes for the film, so let's get to number one. This is from 2011, and haunted by painful memories and increasing paranoia, a damaged woman struggles to reassimilate with her family after fleeing an abusive cult. It's Martha Marcy May Marlene. You like it here? Yeah, it's great. If you feel safe here, and I hope you do, you need to be a part of things. You need to share yourself. Don't be selfish. 
You're my favorite. And I won't lose you. I have to leave. Marcy May! Where are you going? He's here! Martha Marcy May. Love this movie. Writer-director Sean Durkin, who I just saw... He is the the uh, filmmaker behind that new wrestling movie that's coming out, The Iron Claw. Oh, nice. With Zac Efron. That, yeah, yeah. that trailer has popped up uh, online here the last couple of days. But that is his latest because he, he doesn't really crank them out, no. Sean Durkin. But I'm um, always interested, just from this movie alone, what he's doing because this is great. And it features just some tremendous performances. Elizabeth Olsen yeah. in the lead. And then John Hawks is the Messiah. And he's so great at being someone that... When you first see him, so caring. Yeah. It's all about, and you know, yeah. you know that he's one of those power hungry and he's going to start tightening his grip, especially if anybody wants to leave. It's, it's, a, it's a fascinating piece of casting, John Hawks, because, you know, uh, this and Winter's Bone came out really close together and he played fucking terrifying characters in both of those movies. And prior to that, he was always like that good dude who you kind of felt bad about who nothing was going to go right for and then and that's what you were and that's i think that kind of um sort of background made him perfect for this movie because right away you're like oh well she's gonna be okay it's mm-hmm. john hawks you know and <laughs> god he's so perfect and there's this lengthy it is really lengthy song that he sings to her and that's where you just sort of you're Guts tighten up like, oh, this is going to be so bad. And it really is. It's a masterfully paced, incredibly unnerving and well-made movie. And the cast is insane. The cast is great. And also just the, the, the visual, the look of it being away, isolated in this compound is very good. And then it's it's got a tremendous final scene. It does. One of those that... You know, if you don't like it tied up in a big red bow, it, it it's not going to do that. But boy, it gets you thinking. It really does. And Elizabeth Olsen, this was pretty early in her yeah, career, it and it's a it's a it's it's a great part for her. It's in a lot of ways the film uh, is a character study of her trauma and how once she's assimilated into this cult, the things that made sense to her in the cult are very hard for her to shake when yeah. she tries to sort of go back to this to her, her sister, superficial, played by Sarah Paulson. right? This very superficial lifestyle, yeah. this status quo lifestyle, and it's it's really hard for her, and so she feels torn between this false reality and then this other reality that turns out to be very sort of you know Manson esque. Yeah, because when she goes back and moves back in with her sister and her sister's yeah. husband, and just the behaviors that she thinks are normal, yeah. and her sister is just aghast yeah. at some of the things that they're doing. It's so, really tender and emotional, yeah. and and just kind of a gut punch toward yeah, the end. A it's fascinating a great film movie and a great character of a backwoods messiah played by John Hawks and Martha Marcy May Marlene. Okay, that is number one, and we have got a, a movie to show here. It's Lose the Flag. Hour of Evil. Once again, I hope you enjoy it, and we certainly want to come down and get your reactions since nobody has seen it. Yes. And we also have, well, we're going to start with, of course, Met Metimorphosis from Jonathan Riles. We'll get to him. Any things you want to come down and say about it before we see it? Hi, everybody. Something really quick. Um, this was a movie that I made in a very, like, a part of my life when my life was changing, and Whenever I talk about this movie, I always talk about the constant within the change. We as humans go through periods of time when we um, go through life and we change. But my big question for this movie was, when we change, what stays the same? So I kind of used symbols 
and pictorial aspects to kind of showcase that with fun little retro um, aspects. So I hope you enjoy. Um, and it's just kind of a fun, goofy little three and a half minute thing I did in grad school. So I'm excited for you to see it. Thank you. Thank you for thank sharing you. it with us. Thank you Thanks for, for coming. Uh, yeah, thank you for joining the program tonight. Okay, we're going to see that first, then we're going to see Lose the Flower of Evil, and then we're going to talk about it uh, and finish up the podcast. So thanks so much for coming. Enjoy. Stan, you can roll it. One hour and 44 minutes later. In the sequel, Layla joins Columbia House and gets 10 cassettes for a penny. <laughs> Then they're in deep shit. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, so much of that movie is just beautiful. It is I gorgeous, mean, isn't some it? Some of those shots, especially the ones against the extremely blue sky. I mean, that was some John Ford stuff. Yeah, it was beautiful. I mean, it's a beautiful just, movie. just incredible. And it's obviously part of that folk horror revival. Yeah, a lot of sure. it obviously will remind you of The Witch uh, and, and other movies. There's always a goat involved. <laughs> White we'll have Phillip. to do White we're gonna Phillip have to do time. a whole episode on goats yeah, for sure should. yeah i i really liked it there's a lot to chew on yeah in this movie and i don't i i think it's one of those that like probably i would be like ringing george up three days later like can i redo this you know <laughs> you know talk about the movie but there's a lot to chew on about the i think the chaotic nature of you know a sect or a cult whatever you could you know think of like this and how the belief system changes versus you know how the how the leader you know believes in the moment and, and you know in this case of this film it's El Señor and uh, the multiple Jesuses that he had I mean it's it's almost darkly comedic the fact that the, they mentioned that this is like what the fourth or fifth Jesus that he has brought to them at the sixth yeah and that there are you know even elders amongst the the cult or the sect that are questioning his decision making you know in this process so you know that's that's definitely not lost you know, on you and that there's a certain extent that, you know, with the technology, the cassette tapes, you know, these are people that have removed themselves from the modern world by choice. But the youngsters, the the angels, if you will, amongst them are, you know, they're the ones that are having to, to deal with the consequences of the choices from those adults. So I, I just found all that really fascinating and horrifying, you know, sort of all at once. <laughs> Yeah, there's there's a lot there. Uh, one of the things I love is really early when he introduces the new Jesus. He mentions how he's a sinner, and now he's he's absolving himself. Mm -hmm. I I love that because yeah. he never absolves anybody else. And from what I can see in this ninety minutes, he sins a lot harder than everybody oh, else yes. does. Yes, and and I and and that seemed incredibly relevant to me in terms of really almost every one of the sort of backwoods messiahs or any sort of, you know, prophet style horror film or, or in real life. I love the way that they pointed that out here. Yeah. And also no matter how far out in the woods they are or wherever they are, the, the human foible of doing whatever is possible not to take consequences for your own actions. It's always somebody else's fault. Look what yeah. you have brought right, on. Right, right, right. Yeah. The cinematography was absolutely stunning. Almost as stunning as the examples of what happens when religion takes over instead of faith. The zealotry was just uh, showing how humankind can be so cruel. Yeah. Yeah. And Very then in the so. end, and we don't want to give anything away because I imagine a lot of people haven't seen this movie, but his, his, the way, the way uh, El Senor, in my head, I only say El Jefe 
because <laughs> I'm a Three Amigos fan. But the way El Senor, he's weeping. He's so torn apart by this horrible decision that he's made when really he's the one who needs, you know, it's like he, he just constantly absolves himself of, yes. of any responsibility, like you're saying. But at the same time, he's weeping as though he's the one who's torn apart. It's, mm-hmm. it's that's for me that, and also the constantly chained child in the backyard. Those are oh the real my God. horrors yeah. in this movie. Yeah, so much so. And then, of course, when it does get bloody, right? Actually, bloody. That's that is that's that's tough to watch. Well, I really thought it was neat. Um, the colors when they entered the woods, it almost became this unnatural color scheme that if you go out in nature you never see that and that kind of showed like the woods as being this undangerous unnatural place when they're in the village it was more muted and normal looking that i don't i don't quite where to go with that excuse me but that was something that was i stood out the whole time every time that shift where they went into sort of this dream or weird realm yeah, I think uh, definitely I think the way that they represented nature was almost surreal or even supernatural. Yeah. yeah. It was gorgeous, yeah. And if you notice when they're scrolling through the credits, they ended they I couldn't read it, but there's a a quote from Algernon Blackwood, a writer who is famous for these sort of short horror stories set in nature where something bad happened when you're out there. Because it does, as we know. Oh yeah, if that's you're in a, nature. Terrible things are going to happen. That's a prevalent theme, especially in the in the folk horror nature, yeah. and and also and in our house. <laughs> and also, of course, the fear of women and women's sexuality yeah. specifically, uh, and that's another thing that is reminiscent of of the witch. Also, I thought. Didn't their their hut and it looked so much like the one from the witch it did. and the fence and I kept I kept expecting White Phillip to just butt him you know eventually <laughs> that's what was going to be the uh, the climax but it looked very very similar. One of my th- favorite things about this movie, Luz, right, is clearly the name of a woman mm-hmm. uh, is Layla's mom and you know, somebody that the other two angels really admire. And, you know, they don't tell us what happened to her. We know she's she's dead and that her, you know, uh, preoccupation was solitude. And there's just this moment where you think for a second that she's killed herself. And and then, you know, there's mention about how she wasn't happy to be with El Senor. Like there is there's a backstory here that mm-hmm. they just hint at that I find really rich and disturbing. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's a good point. But yet she's always prevalent yeah. in, in the movie. With Truth the, died when she died. Yeah. yeah. But uh, you do see the tree bloom there at the end, with just a little <laughs> bit. Well, glad you guys liked it, and, and, and glad for hanging around and talking about it. Good stuff. Um, looking forward to, well, let's see, usually in two weeks we'd have a, a studio version of Fright Club. I don't know. I mean, we'll be pretty busy with nightmares. Will we, yes, can we, we crank will. one out? I don't know, maybe. But we know <laughs> we'll be back here next month for the November edition of Fright Club Live, and that is going to be, oh, I know what it's going to be. Border. 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 So I don't know if you're familiar with this movie, but it's uh, absolutely genius and beautiful and super compelling, and we are going to talk about love stories. <laughs> and this is a love story. It's, it's boy, it's, it's quite a unique it is. Quite a unique love story. It is. Uh, border. So that'll be next month. I don't know what the date is, second, second Friday of the month. But uh, until then, a lot coming up. Of course, uh, Nightmares Film Festival here at Gateway Films that are hope to see you here. It's going to be fantastic. Also, if you get a chance, I, ho- I guested on the Sci-Fi Marathon podcast 
which is out right now, and we talked about the golden age of slashers. And you got to talk a little bit about Obstacle Corpse. Obstacle Corpse, I which did. Which is good, did of course. Talk, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I wedged it in. Work that in there. Well, thanks a lot, guys. We'll have this edited and up soon. And as always, you can find it uh, on our regular social channels. Of course, the uh, main website, madwolf.com, and also uh, Mad Wolf Columbus on Facebook. And uh, Fright Club, the Fright Club podcast Facebook group. Love to have you join. And we've got the uh, Fright Club pod on Twitter. All sorts of ways to get in touch, and we Tons, hope you will. Loads. So until then, thanks again for coming. A she plethora. is Hope Madden. <laughs> He's George Wolf. And this is the Fright Club Podcast. Stay frightful, my friends. It's a good one. Thank you. Now let's go see Taylor Swift. <laughs>